You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Your one-stop shop for all things related to deer hunting below the Mason-Dixon line. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and I hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, all of my southern brothers and sisters? I hope you guys are having an incredible day. This is episode number two of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Now, we got through episode number one, um, and you guys just heard me talk. And I'm really excited because this episode, you don't have to just listen to me. You get to listen to one of my friends. His name is Blake Eccles. He had a heck of a weekend a few weeks ago. Uh, hunting whitetail deer here in the south in Alabama. Uh, And so we got a really, really cool episode for you guys here with our conversation with Blake. Now I'm a little bit sad because today uh, is Tuesday of the very last week of deer season here in Alabama. Saturday is the last day of the season and it's been a great season, but as you guys all know, there is um, nothing that hits you quite as hard as the last week of deer season because it feels like so long until that opening day of bow season sitting in the stand it just feels so far away but I'm really excited because uh, we've got a heck of a turkey season coming up and I'm just looking forward to scouting some of this public land that I've been on I've actually had the opportunity this week to hunt a little bit of private land for the first time all season long I went on Saturday afternoon and on Sunday morning, or not Sunday morning, uh, Sunday night, I went out and a buddy of mine that took me, he shot a buck on Sunday night. And so that was fun. I got to be there with him for that. That was a blast. But on Saturday morning, I went out for my last sit on public land. I took my kayak out for the last time this year. And it was absolutely incredible because we're sitting here in February, at the beginning of February. And I'm finding more rubs and scrapes than I have all season long on this piece of property. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting it when I went out there. I was really not expecting to see much deer sign at all. I was expecting it to have already dried up a little bit. But I went out there and they were, I'm talking about not just little bitty sapling rubs. I'm talking about big old pine trees that those bucks have been wearing out. And so it got me pumped up for scouting season. I'm so excited. Probably next week I'm going to go out for the first time, maybe look in some of these bedding areas for some sheds and things. But mostly I'm just going to be putting my cameras out and getting ready, seeing maybe what kind of turkey sign is around the area, seeing what kind of big bucks have, um, have made it through the season. And I'm just excited, you guys. It's going to be fun. Y'all know there's not a whole lot better than seeing that first big buck on camera that you know you've got to chase next season. And so I'm just, I'm really excited about it. Now, a little bit about this this episode that you're going to hear today. The audio quality is not great. And, And I'll tell you why. So this episode was the first episode that I ever recorded for the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. And it actually wasn't even for the the podcast uh, that the existing podcast this was just to send to Dan over at Nine Finger Chronicles and the, the, our leader of Sportsman's Nation this was just to send to him to let him know a little bit of what this could possibly be like and so me and Blake we piled into my living room and in my kitchen we had both had successful weeks and we thought hey let's just record something real quick and maybe we'll have to sit on it for a little bit but let's just record this and just see what it could what it could be like. And so the audio quality is not great. We recorded this on one microphone with both of us sitting there in my kitchen and you can hear a little bit of echo. So just give us a little bit of grace, bear with us. It's not always going to be quite this bad, I hope. Um, and I want to encourage you also to listen through the whole thing, listen to the whole podcast, because at the very end, we're going to have a really special announcement, something that is going to be a, a great thing for the, for this, for this show. And I really want you to hear it. Now, I want to give a special shout out to all of the people who have listened 
um, to this podcast who are not from the South. You guys, I've had so many um, responses. I've had so much feedback, and a lot of it has not even been from guys from the South. I got one one guy who said he was going to be a, a listener, and he lives in Michigan. And so I just want to give a special shout-out to you, guy. I don't remember your name, but I want to give you a special shout-out if you're listening right now. Uh, and I want to know, please, please, please give me your feedback on on what you think about this show. Go to iTunes and give us a review. Um, I would say to give us a five-star review, but if you feel like this just really sucks, then give me a bad review so I know what I can work on. Uh, If you have some suggestions on things, hit me up. Send me a Facebook message on the Southern Ground Facebook page or or hit us up on Instagram. Give us a direct message. Uh, Our Instagram name is S-T-H-R-N, Southern Ground Hunting. And our Facebook uh, is just look up Southern Ground Hunting Podcast and you'll find us there. You'll see our logo. Um, So I really hope that you guys will give me some feedback on this. I want to know what you want to hear. I really want this to be a show for the listener. Uh, I only have so many things that that I know to talk about and I want to hear what you guys want to hear. If you have some guests who you think would be great candidates to be on this show, I want to hear about those guys as well. I don't want to take up too much of your time because we have such a great episode with Blake. So we'll end this right here. We'll end this intro and we will get right to our conversation with Mr. Blake Eccles. What's up, Blake? What's up, man? Ready to do this. So what do we do today? So, uh, yeah, just process some deer. Um, Actually, only halfway through. Yeah, so still got more to go. Yeah, got a good bit more to do. Got to get some grinding on. We're going to get our grind on. <laughs> Two men, alone, wifeless today, getting our grind on. Yeah, wives are out with the kids. <laughs> yep, and we're just going to grind. About to grind. Together. It'll be fun. It'll be fun, yeah. It'll I'm be looking, a good I'm time. I'm looking forward to it. So we just um, had a really good week this week, so we got to get some of this meat taken care of. Uh it's been a good week. Though. Yeah, both of us. Both of us. Not a not my best week ever. Not the best week of my life, but I've still had a good week. I shot one on Monday with my bow. First? Yeah. Not first bow Not kill. first bow kill. First public land bow kill. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was fun. Um, but you had the best week of your life. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I want to know about it. <laughs> Yeah, the best two hunts. Uh, so Friday afternoon, shot my first ever deer with a bow, um, a little doe. That afternoon, it was pretty sweet in the sleet and snow. And then the next morning, so, hold on, let me interrupt you. So you're um, the picture that you sent me. Uh, you sent me a picture of a bloody arrow that had like there was frost on the on the leaves like it was a pretty cool picture yeah yeah a lot of sleet there was tons of sleet on the ground because you were you able to see the blood trail better because of it actually it kind of seemed like it made it worse like it made it really? harder yeah yeah because it was uh there so the ground was wet and then it froze and so there was like a wet layer under the ground so there was just like this brown tint that you couldn't hardly see oh, under yeah. it. yeah yeah so it was uh it was pretty tough to see the blood actually that's pretty crazy uh, yeah yeah. Dude, I was sitting in the middle of Buffalo Wild Wings with my <laughs> wife and my baby, and we were having a night out, and we had gotten some gift cards, and we were having a night out together, and I get this text, like, usually on a weekend like that, I'm out in the woods, um, but I did not go this time. I just got this text uh, that was to me and our other buddy, Ben. And uh, it was a bloody arrow, but it was in the daylight, and it was already dark outside. I could tell it was daylight when you took the picture, but it was already dark outside. Yeah. And then it took you like a freaking hour to respond <laughs> back. We were like, I was like, I'm trying to have a night out, and all I can think about is this stupid deer. <laughs> yeah, I felt pretty bad about that. Um, I, uh, the plan was to take that picture, send it to you, and then about 20 or 30 minutes later, build some suspense, and then send you a picture of me behind a deer. And, uh, that's not exactly. I was done with happened. my meal, and I ate my whole meal like with butterflies in my stomach. Nervously, yes. <laughs> my poor wife. I was trying to have a fun night out, and here I am. I might as well have just been in the woods with you. Mm-hmm. So, so you shot that deer. It was a long, long blood trail too, right? Yeah, about three hundred and fifty yards, zig, zigzagging. Um, but yeah, yeah, three hundred fifty yards, and we found her at the bottom of a pretty big hill. It was a late night. 
Yeah, we got back to camp um, around nine o'clock that night. So started started training. We let her sit for a while. Just uh, that was tough, but we let her sit for about an hour, hour and a half, um, and uh, and then trailed her, which took a while. Took quite a while because we were just fine. We for about forty yards didn't hardly find any blood, and then got back on like really really good blood. Yeah, and basically walked right, right up to her, and then we were able to drive her down or uh, drag her down this uh, valley, so we didn't have to drag her back up the hill. Because um, the road was kind of running parallel to us, so that helped out a lot. Dude, that's awesome. But it was a late was, night cold. It was uh, 11 degrees or – no, 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 no. It's like 18 degrees, something like that. Yeah. But, but the wind was whipping. Dude, it was cold. I was yeah, – I mean, freezing. we were freezing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that was, was – I think that was like the first night of that cold front that came through, wasn't it? Yeah, the cold front was coming in that, that night. Was that the day that it, it got – it was really hot to start the day out, and then by the nighttime it was Yeah, it was, it was warmer that morning. That's yeah, crazy, yeah the temperature dropped throughout the day. Dude, I would love to have been a stand that day. Yeah, the wind, I literally at one point grabbed the stand because I thought I was going to fall out of it because <laughs> the tree I was in was blowing so hard because it was blowing so hard. Were you in a, were you in a ladder stand? Yeah, 12 foot or a 17 foot ladder stand. 17 foot ladder stand. Yeah, the biggest one I've ever seen. And the steps on it are horrible. You can only put <laughs> oh, one, one foot per step. So it's almost like climbing. Um, up the uh, little screws you screw in trees, you yeah. know, back in the day. Yeah. And uh, it's like that. So it's, I, I hate that stand. Uh, you know, skinny pine tree. If there's one thing that I know about hunting clubs, like, I don't know how more people don't die. I know, man. In a hunting club. Yeah. Because there's like, there's stands. I was on a club one time. Um, it was several years ago, probably five years ago. I was on this club and there were, tr- there were like, there were these. They were tree houses. They weren't blinds. They weren't shooting houses. That's what you would call them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they were tree houses. Yeah. And they were like built out of wood into the side of a tree with no nothing really holding them up except for nails. Like nailed to the tree. Yeah. Dude, rusty yeah. screws. It's like a hunt, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Like yeah. <laughs> you should have to sign a liability <laughs> waiver before yeah. uh, if I was if I was a president of a club and I had stands like that on my club. I couldn't do it. Um, couldn't do it. I would have to have some kind of like kid goes up in waiver. Oh my god! Yeah. One one time in one of these tree stands, I climbed up it, um, and my foot broke the 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 wood was the step was rotted. It was rotted wood. And <laughs> it's it in broke. the sun and weather year round. Yeah. yeah, and I still stayed up there. I was like, <laughs> well, I can't. I'm not going to go down now. So I just ignored that step for the rest of the season. I hunted it a couple times, but yeah, it that was that was a. Uh, that was a sketchy place, but um, so so you shot that deer uh, out of a seventeen foot ladder stand, which is crazy. Um, first deer with your bow, yeah. And so we were all super jacked up for you. Like I woke up the next morning and I was so pumped. And you, di- I didn't get to talk to you on the phone because you, uh, it was so late. But so you called me that afternoon or like that late the morning on Saturday morning. 11.25. Yeah. I, I, was I like, remember looking at my phone. Yeah, it was like 11.25. <laughs> and I was like, sweet, Blake wants to talk about this deer that he killed with his bow. And I'm not going to tell the story, um, but I'll let you tell it. So I thought that Blake was calling me to tell me to just talk about the deer he shot with his bow, and it was pretty sweet. Yeah, and it sounded like I was still just as jacked up as I was the night before when <laughs> yeah, it I, did. you called, or when I called you. So, yeah, so the next morning— um, it's just as cold. Like it's freezing. The wind is just whipping. And there's that old, like, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but I know everywhere I've ever hunted, like when the wind's blowing, everybody's like, ah, ain't no point in going out. Like, yeah. uh, you know, you're just sitting out there for nothing or whatever. So we, and, and we woke up late, uh, cause we didn't get in late till the night before, uh, after getting that deer hung up and everything and, and eating supper. And, uh, so we got out to the stand late. It was like seven o'clock when we got out there. And, uh, so it'd been daylight for about an hour. And uh, I sit down, um, get a camera set up, and then uh, just kind of get settled in. And then after I get settled in, open up a, uh, a Three Musketeers because I hadn't eaten breakfast yet. My goodness. That's a breakfast of champions. Yeah. Yeah. I bought it the day before for it. Now, for I just want to – I'm going to interrupt you right here and <laughs> let everybody know. I bought a Three Musketeers on Monday afternoon after hearing the story about your Three Musketeers – the story that you are all about to hear about why this is a significant candy bar. Um, but I went out and bought one cause I thought can't hurt. Maybe it's good luck. Maybe the three musketeers is a new good luck charm. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I've ordered a box of my Amazon sense. <laughs> Chinese three musketeers. Yeah. I mean, before work and everything, trying to just grab that luck that I can. 
Um, so anyway, open up a Three Musketeers, and it's loud, but I'm thinking, the wind's blowing so hard, nobody, nothing's going to hear this. And, and I wasn't really confident that morning. Like, I was just thinking, like, the, the stand, it was, it was a good stand. Um, like, my brother shot some bucks out, like, just a spot, it's just like a, it's a solid spot. And I knew there was a possibility to see something, but I was honestly planning on just filming some does, you know, just getting some footage of some does and stuff. And uh, so I wasn't, like, super serious at the time. So I'm eating this Three Musketeers and just enjoying the crap out of it. And then I'm looking to my left, and I see a, a brand-new scrape, like, fresh as it can be. It didn't have snow in it. And I was thinking, because there was there was still some, uh, like, sleet and snow, and snow on the ground. And then, like, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, crap, like, this might be a pretty sweet spot, you know? And, and I'd actually missed with my bow an eight point very close to this stand and another stand we have on the same hill, um, earlier that season. And, uh, and that, that was, that was the first deer you ever shot at. Yeah. First time I'd ever shot at a deer with a bow, let an arrow yeah. loose. Yeah. That's so cool. And, uh, which was, it, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> and my dad actually shot that deer two weeks later. Um, but, uh, anyway, so I'm looking at this scrape and I'm thinking, man, yeah, I might, might see something and where it was out, it would be a perfect shot from where I'm sitting. And I had already had my camera set up like in that direction. I was like, man, it'd be sweet if Buck came, you know, check some scrapes. And, uh, so literally like while I'm looking at that, I hear something or for some reason, my attention was drawn to the right side. Cause I'm looking at the left out of looking left out of my stand. Uh, same exact ladder stand, big, tall ladder stand, uh, or same type of ladder stand that I was in when I shot that day. And, and this morning, I'm hunting with my gun. 27 foot up in the air. <laughs> yeah, way up there, <laughs> above the tree line. Um, and uh, so I, uh, something brings my attention to the le- or to the right, and I look over, and all I see is a, a rack a good ways away. I'm in a pine thicket, so I can't see great, and it's real thick where it's at. Where it's at, there's I'm in pines that are about 40, 30 or 40 feet high, and then there's a little buffer zone of like some small hardwoods, and then uh, another pine thicket that's about, they're, they're like, 10, 15 feet high. And you said, you may, you may already said this, I may have missed it. You told me that it, you're pretty like on the edge of a cutover, right? Uh, and then there's a cutover to my right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in the corner of those bigger pines, the corner of the smaller pines, and then there's a cutover that goes along the edge of both of those. I love hunting cutover. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it's, it's thick and na- like the cutover is maybe five years old and hasn't yeah. been replanted. It's thick and nasty. Um, yeah. So it's, this, this is just a hot spot. There's been, I mean, it's just high traffic area, you know? Yeah. And, um, so anyway, I look to my right and see this rack and he's just, he's cruising through the woods. So I reach over and I had my camera on and I hit, I already had it on ready to record and I hit record and I re- like, as I'm hitting record, I realized this is maybe a big buck. Like I, th- I think this is a big deer. And so I hit record, but don't pay much attention to the camera. And I'm thinking to myself, like at this point, I'm not, I'm not even trying to film this deer, but if it walks into frame, it'll, it'll walk into frame and where it's pointing is in the perfect spot where I got like a, a shooting lane. You could drive a Mack truck down, you know, and yeah. that's like where I want him to come. And, uh, so, so anyway, he, I, I get to looking at him and, uh, I'm hunting my dad's hunting club, hunting with him. So there's a, uh, a rule for, for how big the rack has to be. So I'm tr- right. I wanted to count points cause I didn't want to shoot anything too small and I had already shot a doe the night before. Yeah. You didn't really have to. You were no. pretty pumped up about shooting a deer. Oh yeah, you know, I was jacked up with your bow. Yeah, I wasn't going to shoot a big deal. There's no way I was going to shoot a small buck. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to wait for something good. And the rules four points on one side, and I was going to, I wasn't going to shoot just any eight point. If I saw an eight point, I was going to shoot a good deer. You know, yeah. so I'm counting these points, and I, as I'm counting, I'm thinking, oh my god, this buck's freaking huge. And at this point, it's like 20 yards away, and I've given up two shot opportunities. At the like, just to count the, the points, trying to count you know, points. yeah, trying because I don't want to mess up. So anyway, so then the deer is about to like. There's in front of me. It's really really thick. Um, and then to my right, there's a shooting lane. To my left, there's a shooting lane. But in front of me, there's no way I'm going to make a shot. And he's right in front of me at the moment. So he goes from 20 yards to about eight yards away. And if he had walked, if he had taken three or four more steps, he would have been eight yards away from me in that shooting lane that you could drive a truck down. Well, as his rack is coming into that shooting lane, like his head, his, his nose is near the ground, you know, and as he's coming into that shooting lane, he jumps and takes off running. Like he's moving. And <laughs> it scared me because I know he didn't win me. Um, the wind was hitting me right in the face. It's perfect. Um, he didn't win me. And I was thinking like in that moment, I thought, is there a freaking coyote? Like, wh- what did he see? Because I, I, I don't think he would be scared of another buck up there, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, or another deer is not going to spook him that way. 
And I was thinking either somebody's walking up behind me or there's like something happened. But so uh, I do the classic, you know, to try to, to stop yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he doesn't stop. So then I do it again, which was more of a like yelling at him, you know. <laughs> Sound like somebody saying, ma. Yeah, seriously. Ma. <laughs> like a pissed off kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yell at him again. And at this point, he's about 40, 40 yards away, which is about the farthest shot you're going to get in this thick crap. You yeah. Know? And uh, so uh, he stops and he's behind a tree. And then he starts moving again. And right when he gets out from behind that tree, I shoot and hit him. Um, and in the moment, I, as he runs away, his head's real high. He's running pretty good, but I only saw him for about one second. Like, that's all I can say because he was so dang thick where he was at. And uh, and it's right at the edge of a, of a hill. So, you know, he, so, if, he, if he ran 10 yards, there was no way I could see him just because he was on the bottom side of the hill. I want to talk about that. So um, one of the things that we started doing, um, you and I have mm-hmm. been doing it a lot together, some independently. Um, pretty much the first time we started scouting, we started looking for this, was looking for buck beds. Yeah. yeah. And um, you're talking about this hill that he went down, um, which was a south-facing hill. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Yeah, south-facing And slope. that whole weekend, it was a north wind. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was super cool to see this, this work in action. It's hard sometimes on hunting clubs because – um, your hunting stands that are already set up yeah. and most people don't really care about bedding. Mm-hmm. Um, they do if they yeah. find a bed or know where they're doing, they'll hunt it. But yeah, most people, especially here in the South, pretty much just stick to hunting like green fields, hardwoods. Yeah. We hunt, we hunt food sources just traditionally. Yeah. There are a handful of guys who have started with this. It's not a new method. It's an old method, but mm-hmm. Um, but it's gaining popularity and that's finding, finding and hunting buck beds, yeah. which you weren't necessarily doing on purpose for, for this spot. You were just hunting one of the stands, um, that was on the place, but yeah. it, the way it panned out eventually when you went down there, you saw the direction that he was headed to and he was headed straight to bed. Yeah. Straight, um, straight to, yeah. When I got down to, to look for blood found just perfect beds. I mean, it, it blew my mind how many there are rubs everywhere. And it's right on the corner of that property too. Yeah. We just hadn't gone over there much cause we did, there's a, a greenfield very close to that and didn't want to mess those guys up. Uh, cause they hunt that greenfield often. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we just, we, we found enough sign up there. We knew that was a good stand. And, uh, but now that we've been over there and found just like sweet beds, I mean, perfect. well, and it makes sense too, because you talk about it being on the corner of the property. A lot of times the mm-hmm. property lines are, um, are edges. Yeah, so you, an, you're talking about edge, yeah. pine thickets mm-hmm. um, in the hardwoods. There's an edge, and they use. I figured out that this year, um, to hunt those edges, and our, our edges in the south aren't like you know mm-hmm. somebody in the Midwest. Their edges, they're hunting field edges, and yeah, um, they've got they've got defined things. We have to find like um, you know the edge between a pine thicket and hardwoods. Yeah, those are amazing spots to hunt. Yeah. Um, but, even two pine thickets, sometimes. right? Exactly, two different different aged pine thickets. Exactly, because yeah. they'll have different levels of thickness mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, um, I know the deer I killed uh, on Monday, uh, and all I could legally kill was um, was does. Yeah, or antlerless deer. Antlerless deer. Yeah, um, because I'm tagged out. So, um, but I was trying to hunt these edges very specifically this time. I wasn't just hunting places where I'd seen deer or seen good deer sign. I was I was trying to specifically hunt bedding and edges together mm-hmm. in that in that time and um, and I ended up shooting shooting that deer and it worked out. Um, I don't want to take away from your story, but uh, I think that was a, a really good part mm-hmm. to our method of hunting this yeah. year. Makes a ton of um, sense. Is is trying to find beds, you yeah. know, and yeah. Um, for anybody listening, there's a there's a method. I, I think Dan Infault, if you listen to that guy, he is. Yeah. A genius. I love listening to him. Um, he's he's just he's just so smart about the white-tailed deer. And um, the, the thing that I'm concentrating mostly on is on a on a, a north wind, a wind coming out of the north. The deer is going to bed with the wind to his back, so he's going to bed on the south slope. Yeah. Um, the the southern slope, and I've just been finding trying to find the steepest slopes that I can find, mm-hmm. and so he can get the wind behind him yeah. and anything that comes behind him, he'll be able to smell. 
and he can see mm-hmm. anything that's in front of him. And then he's also getting the thermals. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's worked, man. It's worked this year. And that, and it, and it worked for you yeah. this yeah. morning, even though you maybe, or not this morning, that morning, yeah. even though you probably didn't know yeah, no, it didn't that it was going to happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it worked right. and probably has happened to us more than we even realize when you yeah. sit down and think about all the deer that you've killed before you even knew about this, all yeah. the bucks that you've killed, you could look at a topo map with the rut as an exception because they're so unpredictable in the rut, right. um, yeah. Yeah. especially in the type of terrain that we hunt. Um, but um, so using the rut as an exception, um, most of the time uh, when I think about deer that I've killed, I can look at a topo map and say, well, that's why that's why I shot that deer there. Right. Yeah. The, just going by the time of day, the direction the wind was, because, you know, the when I, the, the hunts that I kill a deer, I remember every detail other than the shot. Yeah. I remember why I sat there. I remember what direction the wind was going when I sat there. And you just, you think about them, you're like, oh, well, now I know why that deer was there at that time. Right. Um, which is, is just a cool thing for you. So, yeah. Um, anyway, keep talking about it. Like, so we, I think we were at where the, the deer started going down this hill. Yes. Yeah, or, or so, so I thought. So, right. so, so yeah, so I, I shoot, I see the deer for, like I said, one second, if that, and I get a general direction of where he's going in. And I always try to make a mark, like after I shoot, like, all right, I shot him right beside whatever landmarks there, this tree, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I even, I pull my cell phone out and I'll video myself or I'll video in front of him, put my finger up there and say, I shot him here and he ran here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I remember because I'm, I get so jacked up in the moment that I don't forget. Or, or, it's so easy I, to forget. Yeah. yeah. And, and then in certain spots, it's hard to find blood. You know, like if, I mean, if you're hunting an area like that, it, it could take you a long time to find some blood. Yeah. Your perception is off when you're Dude. Yes. 40 foot up in a stand. Like <laughs> yeah. You're, and, and you know, like I keep going up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's okay. 17 to 27 to fear at 40 now. <laughs> yeah. Every time I climb it, it feels like it gets higher too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so I get, I, I give the deer time. I wait about an hour or so, which was freaking tough. Uh, but I, I didn't know where he went. I didn't want to walk over there and him be bedded right there. You know what I mean? So I wanted to give him time. And my dad immediately texted him. He, or texted me. He was sitting pretty close to where I was at. And it, uh, and, and he said, you get him. And I was like, I hope so. We'll see. And so we gave him about an hour. I get down. Dad's getting out of his stand and making his way up, which is it's a hike to get where I'm at. It's almost it's about uh, a mile walk or uh, maybe maybe a uh, half a mile from where my dad's at at this point, halfway up the hill. So we uh, dad's getting out of his stand. I get down and go look for blood and I can't find crap. Like I don't find anything at all. And I look for about 30 minutes and he's still not there. He's still getting, you know, getting up the hill. And, uh, and at this point, oh, no, no, I got, I got to back up just a little bit. So I, before this, during that hour, I'm freaking out. Like I'm, I'm thinking this is the craziest hunt or weekend I've ever had, you know? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh crap, I'm recording right now. I got to stop recording. This is 10 minutes later after I shoot the deer. Well, I go to look at the camera to see the video because he should have his rack should have been in frame where I had the the camera set up. So I'm thinking, oh, at least I'll be able to see what he is. I knew I was thinking, uh, man, he's a big eight. And then I was like, no, I counted um, the main beam and four on the main beam. I didn't even see the brow time, so he's a ten, you know. And uh, so I go back to look at the video, and it wasn't recording. And that <laughs> camera, when it stops recording, makes this click, like this click. And it's the lens retracting and the shutter closing, I guess. And I was like, oh, my God. That's That's what spooked the freaking deer. That's why he ran. And (laughs) and in that moment, I almost threw the camera, the expensive camera. It's a pretty expensive camera. And I I almost just threw it as far as I possibly could. I quit filming. Yeah, I text my wife. I didn't even text Parker. I didn't text any of my closest friends because I was pretty emotional. At this point, I'm thinking I'm the biggest idiot in the world, you know, <laughs> and, but I still think I, I still think I have this deer. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. wasn't like an ideal situation, but I got him, you know? And, uh, so I like ripped the camera off the, the, the tripod, <laughs> slam it in my backpack. And I'm like, and I text my wife and said, I'm never filming another hunt again. I was like, I, I, because I, it just got in the way and I was thinking this could have ruined everything if he wouldn't stop, you know? Yeah. Then I get down and I'm telling myself, no, it's good. You know, at least you got that shot. Well, I get down, look for 30 minutes, find zero blood, not a drop, no hair, no nothing. I'm hunting with a 270. It was a 40, 50 yard shot. There should be something, you know, don't find a thing. And at this point I'm thinking you're the biggest idiot in the world. You tried to film this deer and you lost 
this is like it would be the biggest deer that my whole family's ever shot. And I'm thinking, you the see, biggest deer of the Eccles clan. And the, yeah, and we hunt, and man. The, yeah, and the Eccles clan has killed some big deer. Yeah, some some decent deer. Yeah, yeah. Al, good Alabama deer. Yeah. I'll say that. And so anyway, get down looking for blood. Don't find any. So I pack all my stuff up and we always try like if we pull the trigger we always try to get a second set of eyes out there because i've shot deer before that ran 50 60 yards with no blood you know yeah or hardly any blood and yeah. some real thick stuff you, you may find some hair or something but you're not finding good blood mm-hmm. but still you know to do our due, di- due diligence we try to get a second set of eyes on it and we just grid the whole area just which is safe. which is rare for people in this in the south yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that we have to argue with guys a lot of times, like that we hunt with. I've hunted with guys in the South that, and in Texas. When yeah. I was in Texas, yeah, I've hunted with people in Texas too that are this way. Um, they'll look for five minutes; they don't see any blood. Mm-hmm. They're out. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, you know. I mean, I shot a doe last year, and she ran off. She fell down, ran off. I never found a drop of blood, mm-hmm. but dude, I was going all over the place looking for the stinking deer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I hiked so much that day just trying to find routes that she could have taken. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which but is enough good. about me. Let's get back to your deer. <laughs> so yeah, so I I pack up and I and I text my dad and said, "Looks like a clean miss." And I start hiking down this hill to you know intersect him to meet meet up with him, and and I knew we were going to come back and look for it, but. I was going to let my dad look. I was done. Yeah. I, I thought that was it. You were and, that guy. Yeah. I was, I was that guy. And, and <laughs> at, the, at the moment I'm emotional. Like I'm a wreck, man. Like after shooting that doe and then thinking I just blew the biggest opportunity in my life after one of the best moments of my life, 12 hours or 15 hours ago, you know? <laughs> and so I was, I was a, I was a wreck, man, like a straight up wreck. And, and I meet my dad and I, he hadn't got the, he didn't get that text about the clean. Mess. What, what was it? What, so your dad? Every time I see your dad, it looks like he has a permanent smile. Yeah, he's. What he's, was he like? Like right here, dude. So in this moment, he sees me coming, and I can tell he's pretty pumped. You know what yeah. I mean? And but like pumped and a bit concerned because <laughs> he can see my face. I think <laughs> is what it is, and he can see just the like my son looks like his dog just got ran over. You know what I mean? And uh, anyway, so. I meet up with him and like, hey, clean this. I think we need to look, but clean this. And all credit goes to him. Like he, he taught me to always go back, and he's and he's he sticks with it. You know what I mean? Like he's solid as far as he always goes back, no matter how bad it looks. He always goes back. So uh, all that credit goes to him. So he's like, well, I don't care. I got to go look. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do it. So what we did is I sat in the stand. And just motion kind of with my hands, like, all right, he's right here. He ran this way. And uh, and I got him positioned in the exact spot that I shot that deer. So I thought. <laughs> so he uh, he stands there. He run, He walks to where I show him the deer ran, the direction the deer ran. And then I get down, go over there and meet him. He didn't find nothing. <laughs> like, didn't find crap. So uh, I was like, all right, let's just look around or he said that at this point i'm not saying a lot <laughs> i'm just kind of i'm just kind of eyes glazed over yeah eyes at glazed. that point you were oh, done. dude dude i left my backpack halfway down the mountain <laughs> I'm selling all my crap like all, all i have in my all i have is my gun just in case just, like just for really just to make my dad happy you yeah. know like, like i'm not giving up dad i got my gun still just in case <laughs> And leave my backpack halfway down the mountain with my knife, my gloves for gut and like everything that I need. You There's know? literally no faith in you. No, no, point. no. At, at this point, I'm thinking you just you suck. You You're know, stupid. like you, you blew yeah. this. Yeah. So dad's looking around. He's looking around and I'm about to start looking around and I'm standing on the edge of the younger pine thicket and the big pine thicket. And there's that buffer zone where those the, the like sapling hardwoods are a few yeah. big hardwoods, but not many. And like right on the right on the crest of this hill. All right. So I'm standing there and literally look down and in between my feet, there's a massive drop of blood on a rock. Now, I'm just randomly, just randomly. And I'm standing 10 yards to the left of where I thought I shot the deer. All right. And about 10 yards farther in the woods from where I think I thought I shot the deer. And actually was pretty right on the on where I shot him, like mm-hmm. as far as how close he was to me. But I was ten yards 
to the right of where I thought he was. And I guess just in that moment when I was having to yell at him, get him to stop and all that stuff, I just didn't know where I was at, Mm -hmm. you know? So where I told dad to look for the deer, he wasn't anywhere near where I told him to look. And I hadn't looked anywhere near and I'd gotten so close to that area. Dude, I had to have walked right by some of the, like some of the blood. I love that feeling. Yeah. So So here you're like, you shot the deer, you hit it. Dude, I look down, like I, I, I look at it and, and my first thought is that can't be your blood. Like that, it, but nobody else somebody is else's, that stand. Somebody else's blood. Yeah, that's somebody. What was I? I don't know what I was thinking, man. Like, I, it did, like, I, like I, I was just a, a bit of a wreck in that yeah. moment. You know what I mean? So I look in front, like towards back towards the stand, and I see good blood. And then I look to the left and see good blood, and I'm thinking that deer did not run where I'm seeing he ran. Still somebody else's blood. Trail. Yeah, like this. I didn't shoot the deer here, you know. Yeah. But I'm thinking it had to have been me. Nobody else hunted this stand. And, four months, you know? So, and it's, it's like steaming, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's fresh blood. It's fresh. been about an hour and a half now. So it's still like just that deep red. I, it, it was good blood. So I start whistling like crazy, trying to get my dad to come back over there. And, and it was actually dad who said, dad was like, Hey, they like to run along this, along this thicket. And mm-hmm. it was, it was a hard trail right there. And, uh, and I was like, well, I know they like to, he didn't run that way, mm-hmm. but apparently he did. So that's why I only saw him for one second is because he turned right and literally turned right and went straight back in the woods. So that's why yeah, I only saw him for so. a second. Yeah. And in the moment, you know, I just thought that I lost him because it was so thick. So, all right. So you, you, you <laughs> killed him uh, or you shot him. Shot him. You know, yeah. you shot him now. Yeah. He's hit. So you follow blood. <laughs> I want to get to the, I want to get to the part that I know is great. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just great story. We only, we only followed blood for 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and then, so 15 minutes, we're following blood, decent blood. Like, yeah. we know he's down somewhere. Going straight down a mountain. I mean, it's steep, you know. And the whole time I know me and dad are both thinking, dang, if this thing's at the bottom, yeah, we got to get him out. There's, the only way out is up because yeah. there's property lines on every other side of us. Right. So <laughs> we get to where it's almost like level to where we're almost at the bottom of this hill and we're looking at good blood and it's a thick pine thicket dude like we're just we're cut up from briars and there's uh vines everywhere like it's thick, it's pretty thick stuff and uh so we find really good blood and i stop and it's kind of scanning in front of me and i see a i see a deer laying there now his head's not up from where i'm at i can't see his head mm-hmm. but if he was like i could see his head if he was sitting up you know he's laid over his legs are out i'm thinking this deer's dead. So I throw my gun up, put my scope on it, tell my dad, hey, I see something. And he told me that I looked like, so. I, I, he, he said I just focused in and was just <laughs> on it, you know. And I, so I throw my gun up, put the scope on his back, his chest not moving, this deer's dead. Yeah. So I turn around, and I, and I looked at him for probably 20 seconds, like, and that, that felt like days at yeah. the time, you know, just because I did not want to spook this deer because yeah. it was so thick. It's a good deer, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking, this is a monster. This isn't I still like can't a little basket rack, and no. you already know that. Yeah, yeah, I know it's not a small one. I know it's my best deer if, yeah. if, if I get it. So I turn around and look at Dad, and I say, I got him. I take a step, and then as I take that step, and I don't have my gun up at this point. I have my gun down because he's a, he's a dead deer. I take a step. The whole deer just like jumps, like flings himself up, slings his head around. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is a freaking monster. And I'm trying, and it's I throw giant. my, yeah, it's huge. It looked like an elk standing up. Like it just, <laughs> it just kept, it was so tall, dude. Like I, it felt so weird. And we're only 10 yards away from this deer, you know? So we're right there on top of him. So he jumps up while well, I throw my gun up, obviously. My, all I can hear behind me is, shoot, shoot, shoot. And my ears are still ringing from the shot. The other shot, you know, and I hear, shoot, shoot, shoot. And I'm trying to find him in my scope, can't find him, finally get him, pull the trigger, and he falls over. And I'm thinking, how did I hit this deer? So I just— This is my favorite part of the whole story, by the way. (laughs) So I keep my gun up. I rack another round, keep my gun up, and just walk straight. Like, I'm looking through the scope, have it right on him. If he moves, he's getting shot. So anyway, I'm pushing through brush, pushing through briars, ripping my shirt up, get up to him. And I'd missed him, but he he was he was about to go. So, but he he looked like he was dead. So. I love I love that. Like I've I've shot animals before where I can't find the bullet hole. Yeah, in them. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, did I just give him a heart attack? Did I just scare him to death? <laughs> yeah, they fell over dead. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And did I just scare him? So uh, they just 
Yeah, apparently with the animals. That's what happened it, with that <laughs> with that shot. Is it just scared him? But he and he was about to go. So my dad, he, he looked dead. My dad jumps up, grabs the rack, and the deer just about slings him into the woods, slinging oh his gosh. head back. Yeah. So I put another one in him, and and he's gone after that. And I just fell to my knees, put my gun down, and just put my head down, <laughs> and was doing everything I could not to just lose it right there in front of my dad. You know. <laughs> So my dad puts his hand on my shoulder and he's like, you need a minute. <laughs> and he starts looking at the deer, you know, picks the rack up and it's bigger than I thought it was. And it just kept getting bigger as I looked at it, you know. So I get up and just, I think for two or three minutes, I didn't say a word. Like, I just, just sat there and I just could not believe it. Me, me and dad both just sat there. It was like, this happened. Here's what I know. You know? Hey, here's what I know is that <laughs> somebody who doesn't hunt, like, the fact that they never get to feel that kind of joy, like that kind of feeling and relief, it's like almost every single emotion balled up into one. I'm getting teary eyed talking about it. Yeah, like, like reliving that moment. And it's and it's a it's a it's a part of it is because you know the hard work that you put into it. Yeah. Um, part of it in this scenario is just being relieved that that you that you got it. I mean, that's a lot of roller coaster stuff that happens. Oh man. Um, and then the the most. The, the the biggest aspect of that whole thing is just respect for an animal like that. Oh man, yeah. Because this deer was what four and a half years old. Four and a half, yeah. Four and a half years old, one hundred and thirty five inch, around one hundred thirty five, yeah, yeah. Um, like one thirty three. That's what you got him at. Yeah, one thirty three and a quarter. Nice. Yeah. Sweet dude, I didn't know that you actually had him scored. Yeah, scored. Fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Because you got lowballed on that on some people by some people, right? Yeah, Saying, yeah like yeah. low one twenties or something yeah, like uh, that. Uh, that is also a thing that's. Pretty common um, <laughs> here in the south. Here in the south, people get jealous pretty easy. I think that's everywhere, but yeah. Um, but but the, the the biggest aspect of it is is just pure respect for that animal because that's yeah. an old deer. Yeah, he survived. I mean, we've talked about that club before. We, yeah. I mean, there's some guys in there that'll shoot just about anything. Oh, dude, yeah. That's, um, that's and wild. then and then just that county, the county that you're hunting in is. Not known for letting deer walk. I no. was on a club in that county at one point. I killed my first deer in my life in that county, actually. Yeah. Um, and that's what people do there. They hunt. Yeah, they that's just it, hunt. man. It's just, it's in the middle of nowhere. And they shoot. They kill. Yeah. They like to kill. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Which is fine. Like, that's totally, that's yeah, respect. If, cool if, a, yeah. if a guy wants to do that, if yeah, I'm, it's, I'm it's cool legal. however they want to hunt as long as it's legal. Yeah. I wish people would hunt differently, but, you know, I'm not God and I'm not the lawmaker. Yeah, so it is, man. I'll hunt the way I want to, and they can hunt the way they want to. But this deer, man, uh, <laughs> I love the guy at our church the other day. We were standing around talking about it. He said, you showed the picture. He said, that's the biggest deer I've ever seen killed in Alabama. <laughs> like, There's a few more than yeah, this guy out. That's a stretch. He's a good one. But but, but thanks, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. I love that. That was the best reaction. Uh, this is, yeah, you're not going to get a better reaction than that. Yeah. Um, somebody put this deer in the record book, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that was, dude, that was, uh, I was so pumped up for you, like, for days after that, after I found out about it. You yeah. called me, and you were like, bro, I just had the best week of hunting I've ever had in my life. And I thought we were still talking about the doe that you killed with your bow. Right. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's cool, you know? <laughs> a doe. <laughs> this is sweet. I mean, that's, I was still pumped up for you. I didn't care. Yeah. And he's like, I just shot a monster 10 point. <laughs> oh snap like <laughs> it just got real up in here yeah um but dude i was i was super pumped for you i love um i love seeing people kill uh be able to, to take a mature deer mm-hmm. in alabama because that just doesn't happen much yeah. and like, i i told the guy the other day that um you can kill good deer in alabama if you've got money um mm-hmm. or or you're willing to work very hard yeah crazy hard. um and I don't know that I'd even say that you have a whole lot of skin in the game as far as money goes on this club. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I was a guest. Yeah, you were a guest. I was that guy that weekend, um, the guest that shoots the big buck. <laughs> like you literally kind of, I mean, you're a good hunter, but you kind of got lucky with this deal. Yeah, like, yeah. We he just happened to walk out in front of you. But I do know, Yeah. what I do know that you told me before you even went out there, um, you said, I'm going to hunt the stands that people haven't really cared for this year Yeah, because that's where I want to be at. Is that kind of what yeah. happened? Yeah. yeah. And this stand, I've hunted this stand for 
I, this is my fifth season to hunt this stand because I always hunt with my dad, usually going two hunts a year with him. Mm-hmm. And for five years, I've hunted this area. And, and in this area, uh, we've had just good – my whole family's had success here. My brother shot – like I, I want to say my brother shot four or five bucks out of the stand. I shot this big one in. And I missed that big eight this year with my bow out of the stand my dad was hunting that morning. Which is on that same ridge, right? Same the ridge. the bottom of that. that yeah, ridge. yeah, yeah, about a quarter mile away down the ridge from yeah. me. So and that was a good deer, that deer had like yeah, dang yeah. coke can basis yeah, yeah on him, and that was the deer you missed with your bow, dude. I could <laughs> not imagine. I'd be so mad at you. I like, <laughs> I, like I love you like a brother and everything, but I would have been so ticked. Like I never killed deer with my bow, and you kill that deer or your first deer with your bow. Like yeah. I'd have been happy for you, but at the same time, uh, let's say this: I would have been happy happier for you than I would be for anyone else. <laughs> yeah. But still, that would be the thing that'd be like, "Come on, man!" You yeah, know? yeah. Everybody's um, supposed to shoot a small doe for their first bow for the first right? bow kill. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think it's written in the Bible somewhere. I think it is too. Yeah, I'm pretty it's, sure. It's yeah. Um, but so, uh, I, but I love to see. I love to see that kind of success, and uh, it's pretty cool to see it happen with your dad mm. there. Like, yeah, I got to kill the biggest year I killed this year. Um, I got to kill, I got to, my dad got to be there and be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and dude, just a smile on his face. We were talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. The smile that's on your dad's face whenever you are able to take a good animal or any animal. Yeah. I cannot wait to have that with my kids. Like, dude, yeah. Because uh, at the moment, you know, when when a friend of mine is able to kill, to kill a good deer, you know, I love it. Like, I love that you killed that deer. Yeah, awesome. There's honestly nobody else. You and my dad are the people that I want to kill good deer. Yeah. Um, I'm just as happy, maybe a little less happy than if I would would have done it, but <laughs> but I'm it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, if I'm just being honest. Uh, the, everybody else, though, a lot of times I'm like, I'm happy for everybody. I love seeing people be able to get a good deer, especially a kid or a yeah, first-time hunter. I awesome. love it. That's awesome. Um, but, man, like. I cannot wait to have uh, a child that's aged to hunt so I can know what it's like to legitimately want them to be able to take something um, more than me. Yeah. You know, like I can't imagine that feeling because I've just never had it. I get it's kind of like, you know, to know how it feels to love something as much as you do when you have a baby. Exactly. The moment you see it, it's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I I think I might have just compared childbirth to shooting deer yeah that's okay there's it, similarities yeah, there. it's it's pretty close um but it, i just i love that's one of the things that i do really enjoy about um alabama and just southern deer hunters in general mm-hmm. is it's traditional it's yeah. it's like it's a it's family tradition mm-hmm. you don't meet a lot of people whose dad and grandpa didn't hunt yeah, yeah. um you don't meet a lot of hunters whose dad and grandpa didn't hunt and so um, I love that. I love that about, about Alabama. And, uh, just in the few hunting clubs that I've been a part of, I wasn't a part of one this year. Um, but you can see that you can see, uh, families like your family mm-hmm. that all get to come out and enjoy it together. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love that, that, that to me, that is a, uh, the most valuable thing about, um, leasing land or clubs or anything. It's just the camaraderie. Yeah. Um, and, and the relationship that you get through it. And now this year, I didn't get on a hunting club and decided to hunt only public land. Um, and, dude, it's been a good year. Yeah, like, you've had a, <laughs> the best season ever, I've, man. I've ever had. This is insane. It's, um, it, I, you know, I didn't shoot the biggest deer that I've ever killed, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think I, I shot... Um, well, I shot that buttonhead on Monday, which I thought was a doe, but it ended up being a buttonhead. Uh, I shot it with my doe. I mean, with my doe, with my bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and that was fun. I wasn't expecting to to be able to see a deer like that, you know. Yeah. And especially not within bow range, but um, right. I was able to get that. And you came in and helped me get it, and we paddled it out, pulled it out, paddled it out. Yeah, that was awesome. It's like eleven thirty when we got home. Yeah, it was late night. that night. Really. I, th- I think I shot that deer at what time was it? Four, four something, something? Late, yeah it had to be late like, four o'clock like, yeah four thirty, four forty-five. um like. and the deer only ran 15 yards yeah and 
I had a similar story. It got up whenever I got over to it. I let it sit there. I watched it lay down. Yeah. And uh, we got over to it, and it had its head all the way down. I didn't even see it breathing, and it stood up, and I had to, I had to put another arrow in it, which um, is it's not fun to watch that, but that's tough. Um, that's it's tough. part, of, it's it, part I guess. of it. Yeah. But I shot that deer, uh, and that was that was fun, man. Like, yeah, that's awesome. I shot a deer with the, with my crossbow or with a borrowed crossbow at the beginning of the season. And that was the first one that I was able to put on the kayak. Number one. Yeah. Number one. And, dude, it may have well been my first deer. <laughs> I was just as excited about that deer. Yeah. Um, and, and But I, I did feel like I cheated myself by shooting it with the crossbow. I've yeah. never killed – I've never shot a deer with a crossbow. Um, but I just could not get these stinking deer to come in range. And I was, I was a little bit um, nervous about hunting public land. Yeah. Because – I'd been seeing deer, and typically during bow season, there's not nearly as many hunters out. Yeah. And so I'd been hunting this spot and seeing a ton of deer, but nothing in bow range. And so it was the week before gun season, mm-hmm. and I was like, I just got to – I need – I'm going to – I was having – dude, I was having nightmares <laughs> about walking in and people being in my tree, like, you know? But yeah, like a pumpkin patch. Yeah. Like walking into a pumpkin patch. And, dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, if that didn't happen – I shot. so I shot this deer – I went in uh, the opening evening of rifle season, and I went to three different spots, and there were people in the tree yeah. at all three spots. Um, <laughs> I say in the tree. They were sitting on the ground sitting in the, the ground, middle of the yeah. creek. This was a worse I'm, – I'm all about people hunting public land, dude. I don't mind. I don't mind for a bit if somebody walks underneath me or anything like that. Like, I don't care. At least they're out. Um, yeah, at least they're taking advantage of public land. Like, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But I just wanted to like strangle them because I was, you're not going to kill a deer there. <laughs> Don't sit there in that spot. Yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, but it was, it was fine. And I, it, what it did is it pushed me to go and find new spots right, yeah. where I eventually um, killed three bucks and then this, this buttonhead that I killed. And so tagged out. Tagged you, out. At, dude. at the beginning of this, you nonchalantly said tagged out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tagged out on public land. Yeah, on public land first in year Alabama. Hunting. First, you're hunting that public land. Yeah, hard. Yeah, um, and with the kayak, I paddled every single one of those deer out. Yeah, um, and so that was fun, man. I I really enjoyed this season, um, and and I enjoyed the challenge of of learning more about deer, learning more mm-hmm. about deer movement. I loved um, whenever you told me the story of how that deer was, and you mm-hmm. talked about seeing all those beds and rubs and scrapes down there where he died at. Yeah. Um, it's really cool being able to, uh, hear that story and say, well, that's why he was there. Yeah. He was going, he was going to that bed, you know, that's why it happened. And, um, so I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. And hunting public land has just been, uh, it's been a challenge. Like it's hard. I have to get up early Mm -hmm. in the morning. I have to get up at two o'clock in the morning if I want to hunt a morning hunt. You got um, over an hour drive to get there. Over an hour drive. Just to get to the boat ramp. Yeah. Just, Yeah. yeah. Just to get to the, to the spot where I put in and. Um, and then about a mile and a half paddle, you got to paddle that for the first time. Yeah. Sweet paddle. Boat. Yeah. It, it was, was awesome. Man. It was fun. It was long, dark. long paddle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we pulled that deer out. That was fun, man. I, <laughs> that was awesome. Dude. I really enjoyed getting to do that with somebody else. But, um, but I, you know, the, the thing that, that I, I like about hunting in Alabama is there's so many different types of hunters. Um, you have people who just bow hunt. Mm-hmm. You have people who just gun hunt. Yeah. You have people like you and I who, whatever the opportunity we have to hunt, we're going to take it. You right. Know? Um, I love to bow hunt. I would prefer to bow hunt. Yeah. Um, it's like it's, the rush is definitely more intense. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll pull, I'll pick up a rifle too. I don't care. Like yeah. it doesn't bother me. Right. Um, I don't think I'm better than somebody just because I, I hunt a certain way. Yeah. But you got guys who have private land. Mm-hmm. Um, or are in a hunting club and then you have public land. Um, there's such a, a a large population of deer hunters that are all different Mm -hmm. here in the state. And, and I would like to see it come together more than what it is right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how to do that. Uh, but I think, I think guys like me and you, um, who are completely non-biased to any way. Some, if some dude, if somebody wants to sit in a, in a high fence, 
and shoot a deer out of a high fence. Yeah. I may not agree with some of the tactics used in a high fence, but I don't have any issue with the high fence. Right. Yeah. I'm from Texas. If you have an issue with a high <laughs> fence, they will hang you. Yeah. Um, and, and I've shot animals. That, the ram that's sitting right here next to us. Yeah. Um, I shot that at a high fence and it was fun. Like, yeah. I, I didn't say, I didn't tell anybody it was hard. You know, I didn't tell anybody yeah. it was challenging or that I scaled a mountain and not in the back country for seven days. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't at all, but it was just fun. I got to hang out with people. Yeah. Um, but here's what I, here's what I like, but also it's a blessing and it's a curse about Alabama is that we have so many different ways to hunt mm-hmm. that everybody thinks that they're right. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and I love sitting here with you and talking to you about it because we're so similar, man, that we, um, we don't have any issues with anybody hunting the way that they want to hunt. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hunt uh, and you do too. You do too. Mm-hmm. You didn't get the opportunity to do it as much right. just because of going to Nepal and things. But, um, I hunt the, the hardest way that I can think of in Alabama. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know there's harder. I'm sure there is, but, but <laughs> it's be tough to find. It, it is. It's difficult. And yeah. it's, but, Man, I'm not going to look down on somebody who – I'll tell you this. If a stud just walked out here out of this field behind my house, yeah, I would tell you to grab my gun and shoot it. <laughs> and You would hunt that, the yeah, back – yeah. Yeah, if I could. Saying, yeah. Now, I couldn't shoot it because it would be illegal because <laughs> I'm right. tagged out. But you got two more buck tags. I got so two more tags. I would like, and I would be just as pumped up as if we went out and paddled yeah. and you shot a deer out on public land. Like, I just yeah. – man, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, I love sitting here talking to you about it. Uh, I love talking to you just about deer hunting because I feel like we're both super passionate about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but one thing I'd like to see in Alabama is is that camaraderie mm. come together even more. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a podcast like this could do that because a podcast like this, it highlights um, every style of, of deer hunting. Right. Um, as long as it's legal. Mm-hmm. Every legal style of deer hunting. I don't have an issue with any deer hunter. Um, any outdoorsman, as long as they do it legally. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so much, and I don't think it's just a Southern thing. I think it's a, it's a nationwide division mm-hmm. in within this industry and within, not even the industry, just within the sport. Yeah. Um, everybody thinks they know better. Uh, and I'd like to see more people um, come about like, like what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think that we can, I think we can shed a lot of light because we have a lot of experience in both of those both of the and not both in all the types of hunting that there that there are you right. know yeah um so um back to back to the the hunting club um this is probably the most common i would say the most common yeah. form of deer hunting that people i'd say by far in alabama there's just not a lot of public land yeah there's not a lot yeah. and, and and it's not something you, you talked earlier about, you know, being like generational, you know, like yeah. I, I hunt with my dad, my dad hunted with my, uh, granddaddy, my mom's dad. It was, and now they started hunting on public land way back in the day. You know, this is like years and years and years ago. And I, I did, I don't really know people that hunt public land for yeah. the most part in Alabama. Like everybody hunts, everybody's in a club somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just privately leased land from mm-hmm. timber companies or individuals. And how, how long has your dad been on that? Did you say five years? Uh, he's been in this club for at least five. But you grew up in hunting clubs. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't know what public land was until yeah. I was probably uh, 15 years old and not looking at it for hunting. It was uh, I was looking at it for backpacking and camping. Yeah. And uh, when I found out you could hunt on it, it was it was so taboo to me. I was thinking, oh, no, you can what? Like, what do you have to do to do that? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I have a license already. I can hunt that? Uh, it, it was so crazy to me that I could use that land because I just thought it was public land. You could camp in the designated campgrounds. Dude, me and, me yeah, and my dad. I had no clue. Me and my dad, we used to drive um, when we'd take long trips. Mm-hmm. We'd see like a big hill or something like that. Looks, I want to hunt that. <laughs> and the first time I heard about public land, like large pieces of land yeah. that I could hunt whenever I wanted to, however I wanted to, like yeah. it was like Christmas. Yeah. What? You're telling me I can just go out there because I'm a human. Because I'm because I'm an American. Yeah. I can go out there and hunt it. because uh, I grew up I grew up in Texas, which is still the South. Yeah. Um it's different it's a different type of hunting for sure. Yeah. Um there's different laws and things there. But um but it there's there's less public land in Texas than there is 
uh, in Alabama, in Alabama I, would, yeah. I would think. I've never hunted Texas public land. Yeah. Um, everybody leases land. They don't call it hunting clubs, though, there. They call it leases, but it's the same thing. Yeah, we don't call it leases. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hunting club. Going to the club. We're going, we're going to the club this weekend. <laughs> um, uh, but you go to a, you go to your lease, to your deer lease, and camp out. Yeah. That's just the way I was raised, man. Uh, we did that. Um, I've done that my whole my whole life uh, until I uh, moved to Alabama. You know, I hunted in Georgia. I killed my biggest deer ever in Georgia, actually. Um, but people have a, a misconception about what a hunting club is and what hunting in the South actually is, because most of the people um, that listen to podcasts or most people that are on television or, or any of any of that kind of stuff, it's Midwestern or Northern guys. Yeah, for the most and part. where it's it's private land and they they get permission mm-hmm. or they own own land or, or whatever. And, and also the tag system is way different. Mm-hmm. Um, we can kill. I mean, if you bow hunt only. You can kill a doe every single day of the season yeah. in Alabama with your bow. And three bucks, which is a recent law, too. Yeah. Four yeah. years ago, you could have killed a buck and a doe a day. Every single every day. Every day of the season. That's insane. And that's from like October to – at the time, it was from October 15th to January 31st. But what I've noticed, I've noticed that our population of deer has gone up tremendously. Yeah, I agree with I that. I know a lot of people who are just – ain't no government going to tell me what to do. I know those kind of people are um, not fans of of these laws, like yeah, the doe days. The doe days. We yeah. have certain days you can shoot a doe with your gun, um, and the three buck limit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> most of the people that I know now, they may listen to this and deny it to my face, but I know for a fact they'll kill three bucks. But that last one. They're not gonna write it down on their tag. Might not make it to the license. Yeah, it, the, the old harvest record may. Yeah, because they want to have license. they want to have um, one free space. Just in case. so it's just a mentality, though, man. I'm not gonna name those people, and I'm not even gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna call them out on it most of the time, um, because so, it's a mentality. They were raised hunting this way. You hunt that way for 42 years. Yep, it's taboo. And I came into Alabama. With with a Texas mindset, that's I think two bucks and three does. Mm-hmm. You get five tags on your license, which is still liberal compared to the rest of the country. Yeah. Um, but in Al and coming into Alabama, man, if I can kill, if if I just want to go get meat, I can kill a doe every single day of the season. Yeah. With my bow, I'm not going to do that. I'm done now. I still got and a it's, month. It's some parts of the state with your gun. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah it's you can so, still it's do certain it. zones. Yeah. Um, in our zone, though, you yes, can't. Bow only. Yeah. We could go what twenty miles south. Yeah, where um, I where I shot that bow, it was still gun season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but people are so, I think, so against somebody telling them what to do. They're so against authority telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and just set our um, ways too. Like all it would take is Donald Trump saying, hey, this is a good idea, and everybody would be all about it. <laughs> Mega, baby. Man, he's like the messiah in, in, in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I have seen a definite difference. I have to. In, I, in the last – let's see. Was last year the first year of doe days? I think it was. I think it was, yeah. And I've seen tremendous difference just in deer population mm-hmm. and does. Yeah. Used I to, agree. you'd go out, man, and you wouldn't see – you you could sit for – days upon days without seeing a deer yeah um and last year i had some days like that and it was tough yeah um but this year i haven't gone a whole lot of sips without seeing deer well i've hunted 12 times and of the 12 times i've hunted and i feel like in decent spots like very good spots and um of those 12 hunts i think i've seen deer five four or five times and then just not even seen a deer the, the other times but let's so let's say this though, um, you've hunted, you had twelve sits. Mm-hmm. How many of those sits were on public land? Mm, probably, I uh, so four sit seven of those sits were on public land. So and on public land, I saw like two deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're going into public land, um, and y'all are hunting the ground, right? And I was hunting on the ground, yeah. Hunting on the ground. Hunting with a chair, yeah. Um, Didn't carry a standard. Still kayaking in, though. Kayaking in, yeah. Kayaking in your spots. 
Uh, I have a kayak that's set up to carry a a stand easily, though, mm-hmm. and a lot of most kayaks can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not easily, anyways. Um, but you guys, so you had twelve sits, and you shot two deer, mm-hmm. and you've seen deer. What did you say on five, four, four, five? four sits? Yeah, four sits, four or five. So sits almost seen deer. every sit on that club. You've at, seen deer at fifty percent of the time I go out on that club. I've seen deer. Yeah, yeah. And, and but even in that club, the when I shot that big buck, I was talking to a guy that's in it. He was down there for because the rut's just now getting kicked in. He was down there for six days and saw two deer and hunted every day and saw two deer. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Well, dude, it's, it's been a good year. It's been a good season. Yeah, it, it's been my best season. What a shorter season for me. Only twelve sets. Uh, at the, I mean, we still have almost a month. Yeah, our th- we, ha- we have three weeks left. Um, but, yeah, a shorter season for me with only 12 sets, but the best season I've ever had. Dude, it, you've had a, I was, you had a, good, a good two days, really. Uh, but you know what? All it takes is a, a split second to make your season from terrible to amazing. Within 18 hours, it yeah. was. It was just, an emotional roller coaster. It's awesome. And, yeah. That's and, what it's all about. Insane. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's all about. Um, and, and, I, and getting to experience both of them with my dad that was that was where it's at it's, it's, uh, that's what it was it's about incredible. I, got to, I got to do it twice um, yeah you on, pu- got, on public land on public land I got Shots. to paddle out two deer with my dad there two bucks two with bucks dad. with my dad there God, yeah that's insane on rotation that was fun um, but man I'm, I'm looking forward to scouting I am ready to get on my boots on the ground <laughs> I cannot wait yeah, I, I can't wait either. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, next, gonna be next season's gonna be insane. That's what the the famous words of every deer hunter. Next season, next season <laughs> is when it's gonna happen. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do next season. <laughs> I'm gonna scout more. I'll tell you that. <laughs> man, I'm looking forward to it, Blake. Uh, it's been awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, man. It's been fun. Next time we'll have to figure out something else to talk about because we just talked about a lot of really fun stuff. Yeah, season's um, almost over. Season's almost done, dude. Yeah. Um, Start planning for next. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Man, I enjoyed my conversation with Mr. Eccles. Seriously, I know you can tell the sincerity in his voice, but he is one of the nicest guys in the entire world. And I believe that so much. Um, I told you to stick around because we had something really special that was going to be announced at the end of this episode. I believe that you enjoyed Blake so much that I have asked Blake to become a regular part of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. He is going to be here from now on as the show's co-host, and I am very excited about it. He is, like I said, such a good guy, and there's no one who deserves the weekend that he had. No one deserves it as much as Blake Eccles does. And so uh, we're going to be talking more in the future. We're going to have Blake on the show, and we're going to have some really cool guests. As always, check us out on social media, S-T-H-R-N Ground Hunting on Instagram and Southern Ground Hunting on Facebook. Check it out. I know you're going to enjoy some of the content that we're putting on there. You have a God-given right to have dominion over the earth. And so I just want to encourage you to go out and exercise that dominion. I'm Parker McDonald. Until next time, you guys have a great week.